Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Our guest on the second segment of the show is Betsy Botino Aranella, and our topic is How Friends Help After a Death. After her best friend's daughter, Sophia, died, Betsy was inspired to write Isabel's Dream, a story and activity book for a child's grief journey. Sophia's parents, Melanie and Michael Nagel, will join us on the show today. Welcome to the show, Betsy. Thank you, Heidi. Hi, Betsy. It's great to have you on the show. Hi, Gloria. It's great to be here. Well, tell us about, uh, we're talking today on the show about how friend, about friends and what a friend you've been. Uh, you were the next door neighbor for the Nagels when their, uh, daughter, um, Isabel, that is correct, right? It's Isabel, no, Sophia, when their Sophia daughter Sophia died. passed away and Isabel was three years old, right? Yes, that's correct. And so you wrote a book called Isabel's Dream, a story and activity book for children's grief. For did you kind of write it for um, for Sophia's Isabel? Sister? Yeah, I, I did write it for Isabel. Yes, and I wrote it in, in response to her grief. And um, I'll tell you that before Sophia died, I really did not realize that young children could grieve um, because anecdotally, I just heard, well, she was too young to understand, and she doesn't remember. But uh, Isabel definitely was grieving, and crying for her sister and looking out the window at night looking for her. Mm. And uh, it really just broke my heart. And then uh, one day I had this incredible experience where uh, just a flood of emotion came through me. It was just kind of a feeling of heat and tingling and words and images just poured into my head. And uh, that was the story. Oh, that's that's amazing! It just came to you, and it, yes. it wasn't in a dream for you. You were just sitting there, and it came to you that you should do this. I was standing near my breakfast bar, <laughs> and that's when it happened. That's incredible! How quickly, quickly uh, things. They always say that the best books and songs are really already written in people's heads mm-hmm. before they before they put them down. Yeah, it certainly felt that way. Yeah. So. Um, I, I know that you said you were very nervous, I read, um, to show uh, Melanie the book or, or to show her your ideas. I was very nervous. Um, and just to give a little background, unlike your earlier guest, Barbara, um, I my background is very cynical about religion, and that's mm-hmm. how I always had been. And I knew that Melanie and Michael were faithful. Um, but when Sophia died, I thought, gee, I... I have nothing to say here that's going to be helpful on that front. So I, I, you know, I tried to just listen, and I knew that they had told Isabel that Sophia was in heaven. Um, so when this experience happened to me, I thought, how ironic that this is coming to me, of all people, because in the story, uh, Sophia visits Isabel in a dream, and she answers all her questions. And through all the beauties of nature, she shows Isabel all the things that are still here on earth for her because Isabel, the real Isabel, had been saying, well, if Sophia's not coming back, then I want to go to heaven too. Mm-hmm. And she reassures her that they'll be sisters forever. So I had that experience, and then a few days later I began, I began creating the book, and then I held on to it for months and didn't say anything because I thought, well, who am I? Especially she knows my background. <laughs> who am I to 
try to comfort them this way. But then uh, one day we had a conversation, and Melanie told me Isabella is still doing all these things. So I went over to visit. I had it. I had the book in a little bag. And as I was leaving, I said, I don't know if this is helpful, but I made this for Isabel, and if you want to look at it, look at it. And then I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you didn't have the pictures in it, did you? Or did you go so far as having it illustrated by uh, had, Danny Henderson? I'm sorry. It, no, no. Um, Dana was not involved at that point. It was really just a personal project. Um, uh-huh. I drew my own pictures. It was uh-huh. a, I bought a blank book. I wrote the words in pencil. I used colored pencils. And then in the story, the girls had these beautifully colored wings, so I used glitter glue. And I have to say it was very therapeutic for me because I had been waking up at night with a knot in my stomach thinking about Isabel and not being able to get back to sleep. And once I started on this project, instead of sitting there with a knot, I would get up in the middle of the night and just work on it. And I found it so therapeutic that I, you know, after I'd worked on it for a while, I was able to sleep. I love this book. Oh, it's beautiful. I, I'm, I'm going I haven't seen this book, I'll be honest, and I'm going to get a copy of this book. I love the idea that Sophia is showing Isabel all the reasons to stay on the earth. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. It is so. Uh, yeah, it is a beautiful, dear book, and I'm I'm just gonna I just opened to any page. Here's a little girl lying in bed with a, with a, t- a bear, and it says, "After Isabel climbed into bed, she lay there lay there thinking about Sophia. A tear trickled across her nose and onto her pillow. That night, Isabel had the most amazing dream." And then you move on to the story. To the story, it is absolutely a beautiful, wonderful book. Well, I love it, Mom, because the pull to the grave is so strong after someone we love dies. We do. We want to leave the earth because we want to be reunited with those that we love. It's too painful to stay without them. And the idea that there's reasons to be here and showing someone all the beautiful reasons of staying on the earth is such a great gift yeah. to give to somebody. And for children. And, you know, you could almost, any child at any age who's lost a sibling would love this. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you'd just love to sit down and color yeah, and, and right. do your own thing at any age. But what I also love about it is I think it's something that a child would be able to go back to constantly mm-hmm. at any age and have sitting there and go back to see what they did at that age. It's a, we actually have heard from adult adult siblings mm-hmm. uh, who have have lost a child. I mean, I'm sorry, have lost their um, sibling at a young age and are reading it for the first time as adults that were extremely mm. touched by it. So that makes me feel good too that it's not just limited to very young children. Right. It's just a beautiful book. There's an activity page where you can write and draw pictures about your special person, and there it's and then there's uh, Sophia's story in the back, back uh, with her mom. Melanie, beautiful picture. And the picture on the front, I mean, the drawings are really quite incredibly amazing. But the picture on the front is actually a picture of, um, uh, I want to get it right, Sophia, right? Yes. Is the other little girl actually, does she look like um, Isabel? It looks just like Isabel. Actually, Dana Henderson, who's the artist that um, my publisher ended up hiring, um, he came to the house, he met with Melanie, Isabel, he took a lot of pictures of Isabel and different poses, you know, because we knew what the scenes were going to be. And uh, Melanie gave him some beautiful photographs of Sophia, so those are what he used. And actually, Melanie and Michael still have this beautiful oil painting of the cover uh, that Dana created, and they have it hanging in their home. 
It's absolutely amazing. And uh, some of the proceeds from this book go to Sudden Unexplained Death in Childhood. Actually, all of them. All of them. Okay, Mm -hmm. S-U-D-C. So when you buy this book, you'll be able to help out this Sudden Unexplained Death um, area, which is what happened to uh, little Sophia. I guess she just died in her sleep, right? Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, I know a lot of our audience out there are, you know, totally captured by this. But what a great friend, right, Heidi, to do this? Absolutely. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. And now, uh, is Melanie on the phone now? Uh, I'll tell her to pick up right now. Okay. <laughs> we wanted to get Melanie on the phone and uh, talk about what it's meant to her to have a friend. Hello, Gloria. Hi, Melanie. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having us. You're welcome. Could you kind of try to speak into the phone a little louder? We want to make sure we get you on. Well, first of all, we want to say how sorry we are about Sophia's death. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah, you need to talk a little louder if you can. Um, Yeah, and and she died in her sleep, correct? And it's been, what, three and a half years? It's been three and a half years since she passed away. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, she was uh, one year and one week old when she had uh, passed away in her sleep. Wow. Wow. And how is Isabel doing today? She's doing remarkably well, mm-hmm. um, I have to say. And I'm, uh, I think she is our, our bright light in our lives here on Earth um, that has uh, really helped us uh, get through this time. And she is doing quite well. Um, you know, we talk about Sophia. Sophia will forever be a part of our family, um, but she also does all the things that a, a, one, a first grader would do. She has a great group of friends, and she's doing great in school, and she just has a wonderful spirit about her. That's great. That's great. Now, what did you think about, what were your thoughts when Betsy showed you this book? Uh, I was overwhelmed. Um, I, I can remember that day so clearly when uh, she was visiting at our home with her, her two children. Um, and when she left, as she had mentioned before, she left me a plastic bag with this, this book inside, and she left, and she drove off, and I opened the bag and looked at the book, and um, I just felt like this was an incredible gift of uh, love and friendship, and there was so much hope coming off of the pages. And um, I read it a couple of times, and then I called Betsy, and I just thanked her again and again, and um, and then said, you know what, we need to share this with others because it just... I could see that this was going to be so helpful for us mm-hmm. and for um, for me but and Isabel and our family um, that I felt that others could benefit from this uh, wonderful message of um, eternal love also. Do you remember sitting down uh, with Isabel with it? I do. And I was a little bit nervous about it. Now, Isabel is how old at Isabel this time? Isabel at, at the time was almost four years old. Mm-hmm. Almost four years old because uh, we had waited a little while before we had uh, shared it with her. And we went through the book um, page by page, and she was uh, listening ever so intently and wanted me to read it two or three times again. And then, <laughs> Always a good sign. <laughs> and then she said, Mama, I want to go to sleep so I can have a dream. Uh. So it was. I believe it was comforting for her. Um, and then as, as time went on, we had her involved in the project as much as she wanted to be. And um, I think it, it's, it's been something very special for her. Now, I remember reading somewhere, uh, maybe in your blog, and uh, I mean in your website, and by the way, people can go to your website. Um, it is 
Isabella's Dream, I-S-A-B-E-L-L-E-S, Dream, and it is .org, org. right? Yes. If you go to .com, you're going to get some skincare. care. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to go to .org, and you can order the book from there, and you can take a look at it. It's also on our blog, thegriefblog.com, but um, it's, it's just a, a great book. Um, so it's available uh, through Amazon as well. Oh, and through Amazon as well. And yes. tell us about where the proceeds are going, and tell us about that project. Certainly. The proceeds are going to the Sudden Unexplained Death in Childhood Program, and their website is sudc.org. And uh, this program um, supports families such as ours that have had the, the experience of the sudden death of their child over, over the age of uh, 12 months. Um, there's been a lot out there for um, SIDS family, sudden infant mm-hmm. death syndrome, where it's under 12 months, but not much is out there to help support families um, such as ours where the death was over 12 months. And um, it's very rare. It's 1 in 100,000, whereas SIDS is 55 in 100,000. So it's a very rare situation. Um, But this organization um, provides um, support, and it's also doing very important research amongst these uh, children who die uh, suddenly and unexplicably, and uh, usually it's in their sleep. Mm-hmm. And so all of uh, Betsy has so generously um, donated all of her royalties from the sale of Isabel's Dream to the SUDC program in memory of Sophia, and it's being earmarked for research. That's great. Now, are you involved in that organization? How are you doing? And, and I know that you said that the project of the book was helpful for you. Oh, the, the book, it was tremendous, and that's, Betsy's just an incredible person, an incredible friend to to give us this gift. Um, I think, um, you know, and, and Betsy and I, um, in working on it together, it was a way for me to, I had a lot of energy um, that I needed to do something with after Sophia had died, and it was good to be able to um, put my energies into something that was good. And well, well we also the- invest, you invest a lot of energy into your children. And what yes. do you do with that energy and time once one of your children is gone? I mean, there's a huge void. It's huge, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was good to do something um, that kept Sophia's memory alive, heightened awareness of SUDC um, in the wake of tragedy. Right, absolutely. Well, I wanted to, before we went to go to break, um, and it's uh, going to be our final break, uh, I wanted to read an email that you got. I've got several emails about the book, but I wanted to uh, go to break with this email. Uh, Dear Malay, I love the book because I also feel my child is an angel watching out for us. My husband and I are strong together and very committed to making it through with each other. Has time helped to heal you, and do you feel stronger? I want his memories to bring me joy, but I'm too sad to find that joy right now. Do you have any? Hi, Michael. Well, we love to get a male point of view on the show, and how are you doing? Well, I'm doing doing well, and I must say that I think I'm probably doing as well as I am, as I am thanks to Betsy and what it's meant to have that book in our lives. That is great. And uh, all this money going to the foundation is great. Um, Could I ask a little bit about what you folks have done to um, move on with your healing journey and and finding hope? Have you found hope? It's, of course, been difficult to to find hope. 
Um, but I, I think that each day we find a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in these sorts of situations, you, you know, oftentimes you talk about looking for a silver lining, and it's really, really hard to find a silver lining in your child's death. One thing I think that the book has done is the email that you were reading before comes from a family in in the mountains of Colorado, and the woman told us that she was reading the book to her six-year-old son, and they had lost a two-year-old son, and that it was helping them. And so to to imagine that another family is reading about my two daughters mm-hmm. and it's helping them makes me think that maybe there is some, you know, glimmer of a silver lining, you know, that somehow someone else is going to be helped. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, I know um, your wife has, uh, has some things that she wanted to comment on, um, on some things that you've done, and, and I... You sent me uh, some of the things you've been doing, uh, some journaling, mm-hmm. right? I have, um, since Sophia died, I, I kept a journal, and uh, to keep a journal to remember that wonderful year in our lives where, where we had Sophia with us, we wouldn't forget that. But also as a way to, to document, you know, my feelings, to work through things that I'm feeling, um, and I thought it was very therapeutic. That's great. And you suggested people find a good grief therapist. And I love the fact that you said shop around. Shop around because mm-hmm. uh, there are different, uh, different personalities out there. And uh, once you find the fit, I think it's a really helpful resource um, to, uh, to help you through the journey. And it is a journey and one that I think is a, a lifelong journey. Mm-hmm. And certainly, I think this book has helped you to keep her, uh, Sophia, as a member of your family, right? Yes, yes. And, and we do every night when we say our prayer at dinner, we say, God bless Mama, Papa, Isabel, Sophia, and now we've included Zazu, our dog. So, <laughs> so she's That's always, a great ritual. There's always a presence. Right. And, Michael, have you found uh, that you've had friends? How have people been at work? And have you had friends that have supported you? I have had some friends who have been very helpful, who have been willing to just listen, uh, who, you know, they don't get emotional. They recognize that it's okay to be with me if I'm emotional. Uh, so I've had some, some good friends that way, people who, are, you know, have the courage to ask me how I'm doing, to mention Sophia's name. Uh, so it's been very helpful. That's great. I think that's an important point about mentioning the name. And some of us, uh, sometimes our uh, guys tell us that um, it's hard for, for guys. Uh, what do you do? What did you do if you felt like crying or whatever at work? Well, uh, I just did. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> that's a great role model for other men, I think. It is for sure. And I'm sure you're out there uh, knowing what people will need when they have loss. I think it's so hard if you haven't had it to know. It definitely has uh, opened me up to uh, more understanding with others. And one of the things that we're about to venture into now is offering to, uh, you know, assist other other parents through the SUDC organization. I, I find that when I talk to other fathers, um, they need someone to talk to, you know. They need another guy to talk to. Mm-hmm. So I think that it could be very therapeutic for me, too, to, you know, reach out to other people and try to help. Yeah, I think when we reach out and we're a service to others, it does help us in our own healing. 
Definitely, I agree with you. Yep, and it takes a while, doesn't it, Michael? It's been uh, for both of you. It's been three and a half years. With that first year, you're not doing much, right? That first year, you know, it's even hard to remember what we did in the first year. I I realized that uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome was something that we've experienced as a result of this, and so there was a lot of work just to get past the hallucinations and the visions and, you know, recalling it all. Mm-hmm. Recalling the fear. Recall. I would imagine yeah. that you would have fear that it would happen to another child. I A lot I of think. fear. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Checking on Isabel several times a night at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now, we're, uh, now I'm down to just twice a night. Mm-hmm. And that's just maybe the way it's going to be. Yeah, and, you know, I still go in and listen, listen to her breathe before I go to sleep. And I, that's okay. I'm just right. going to let myself do that. Well, do you, uh, before we close the show, do you, either of you have any special advice or do both of you have a little piece of advice you want to give our audience if, who've uh, recently lost a loved one? Um, I, I think one of the things for me is as, as somebody is going um, through the journey is to really pick and choose what they can and cannot do and be gentle on themselves Great, um, thank along you. the way. Great. How about you, Michael? Well, I, I think that when the anniversary of the death comes around, what's really helped us is we get out of town. You know, we try to, we try to distract ourselves instead of, of spending, you know, as much time at the cemetery or waiting for friends to call us. We, we lower our expectations of everyone um, and try to be easy on ourselves. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and, and thank you uh, so much for talking about friends and uh, Betsy. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.